let's be silent before the mighty name of God. Let's be silent before the mighty throne of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to give a clap of your mountain mighty name. Give a mighty shout unto the Lord. Give a mighty shout unto the Lord. Semi koto koto nami waye. Semi muni muni nami da wasio. Meka o kesi yeno Jesus, we are me potenti. Jesus, we are me pamphobia. Make our case yeno. Achira masai. Semi kuto kuto, nami waye. Semi muni muni, nami dawasio. Make our case yeno. Achira achira. Nami koto koto, nami iwaye, nami dawasho, meka ukesi yeno. Achira mansa, Jesus uyemi potenti, Jesus uyemi pamphobia, meka ukesi yeno. Achira mansa. Help me say, Jesus, why am I putting? Jesus, why am I Oh, Sami kuto kuto, nami iwaye. Sami muni muni, nami dawasio. Meka wosiyeno, achira maisa. Jesus, you are my potency. Jesus, you are my kwangkopia. Meka ukesiyeno, achira. Oh Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we me. We will celebrate our God. We will celebrate our God. Let it burn and be red. Let it go with me. We will celebrate our God. Let it burn and be red. We will celebrate. We will celebrate. We will celebrate our God. We will celebrate our God. Let us go with this. We 
find ourselves. One more time. Who has the final say? I say, who has the final say? The over turned my life around. He turned my life around. He makes a way joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. This morning, in the same spirit, we want to lift up our voice and say thank you to God. We want, want to offer up thanksgiving to God. We want to say, Lord, we bless your name. Somebody here, knowing that God has done something for you, knowing that God has done something for you, knowing that God has done something for you, Lift up your voice and say thank you to God. The Lord has been so good. The Lord has been so good. He has brought us from January till now. January till now. January, February. We are in March. Three months. When did the year start? When did this year start? It started so soon. So earlier. And now we are in March. Three months have gone. And the Lord has been so good. The Lord has watched over us. The Lord has protected us. The Lord has preserved us. The Lord has saw us, has seen us through. Sorry. And the Lord will still see us through. The Lord has been so good. The Bible says His loving kindness is everlasting. And His mercy endures forever. Even to our generation. Somebody lift up your voice and say thank you to God. For he deserves it. He's worthy of all glory. He's worthy of all honor. He's worthy of all adoration. He's worthy of your worship. He's worthy. He is worthy. Lift up your voice and say, Lord, I bless your name. Lord, I thank you. For the spirit of the Lord is here. And the Bible says, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Somebody lift up your voice and say thank you to God. Say thank you to God, knowing the truth that God has done something for you. Is it not true that God has brought you far? Is it not true that God has protected you? Is it not true that God has seen you through till now? Is it not true that God said that he will never leave you nor forsake you and that he will continue to watch over you throughout the year? Is it not true? Somebody lift up your voice and worship God. Just praise God. Say, Lord, I bless your name. The Bible says, lift up loud praises unto the Lord. Somebody just lift up loud praises unto the Lord this morning. Say, Lord, I bless you. Lord, I give you glory. Lord, I give you thanks. For you are worthy of everything. You are worthy of my praise. You are worthy of my honor. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. He is the one that deserves it. The Bible says he is the high and lofty one that stays in eternity. And this morning, we want to lift up our voice and glorify him. We want to exalt his name and extol him. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we worship you. Lord, we bless your name. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you all the adoration, Lord. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You are the creator of the universe. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory, Lord. We lift your name on high. We magnify 
glorify you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The psalmist David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let all that is within me bless his holy name. Right now, let everything that is within you, let your whole being worship the Lord. Let your whole self give praises unto the Lord. Say, Lord, I bless your name. Lord, I thank you. I worship you, Lord. The Bible says, offer up a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of your lips. Somebody lift up your voice and say, Lord, I bless you. Offer a sacrifice of praise unto God this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, Keterias Kataya, Mandes Ketele, Ele Rebeles Ketele, Mokodos Kovos Kalimia Seya, Malas Katene Nemenes Ketele. The Lord is good, the Lord is wonderful. In the mighty name of Jesus, Kelebeles Ketele, we cannot but just stand there and behold the Lord's beauty and the Lord's glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, Kelebeles Ketele, the Bible says that God is clothed with majesty and He is robed, that He is mightier. He has endowed Himself with strength and power and that he has created the universe this god that we serve the most powerful thing in the whole universe he created the universe itself and this god is the god that we serve and he is the god that we have come to the bible says for you have not come to a mountain that cannot be created yet but you have come to mount zion the city of the living god that we have come to god we have come to mount zion that we have not come to a god that will make us run away in fear but we have come to a God who is ready to receive us. We have come to a God who is so loving. We have come to a God who cares so much about us. We've come to a God who takes all our fears into mind. We have come to a God who is ready and willing to take care of us. We have come to a God who is ready and willing to see us through. Some people, some people just want the betterment of themselves. But this God who sent his son to die for you on the cross, he does not want, he does not want it for all himself. But he wants you to partake in his glory. He wants you to partake in his inheritance. And this God is saying that all he wants is for a man to lift up his voice in gratitude and say thank you. Because thanksgiving is the expression of gratitude. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice and worship God. The Lord has been good. So much came, so much has hit us this year. But the Lord has still made us stronger. The Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The Lord has given us more grace. The Lord has given us more strength. The Lord has empowered us. He has endowed us. And we have to say thank you. Jesus said that if you do not praise him, you will lift up stones to worship him. Lift up your voice and worship God. For the Lord has been good. The Lord has been good to you. Lord, we bless you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We bless your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, clap your hands in praise of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want you to move from your seats, okay? Welcome somebody to church this morning. It's been a long time since we saw some faces. 
they are all back now. We want to say you are welcome. It's good to see you. Don't stand idle in your seat. Go and greet somebody. Welcome somebody to church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's kindly take our seats. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's a wonderful thing to be in church this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's, this is uh, ICGC Calvary Temple Teen Chapel. Alright. And we warmly welcome each and every one of you to service this morning. Amen. In this place, our, mis- our vision is to become world changers, nation builders, and inventors through training in godly principles. And our mission is growing proactive, spirit-filled, leadership, disciplined, leadership-minded youth who are ready to take up responsibility and daring to make changes in their generation. A youth that is current and relevant. All right, so if, if today is the very first time you are fellowshipping with us, the very first time you are seeing all these people coming into this auditorium, we consider you a very, very special guest and would like to acknowledge you as such. So if you are here, if you can kindly give me a wave if this is the very first time you are. Yeah. Is there anybody here like that? Yeah. Hey, they, they didn't come. <laughs> they didn't come for second service. Okay, that's fine. All right, let's continue with the announcements. All right, so our departmental meetings are as follows. Um, every Monday from 4 to 6 p.m., we have prayer meetings going on in this place. Uh, on Tuesdays from 9 to 1 p.m., we have our evangelism. And then from 6 to 7.30 p.m. on every Friday, we have the Amatic Arts meeting. All right. And then on Saturdays, all departments meet from 3 to 5 for various meetings. Church workers also meet from 5 to 5.45 p.m. Facilitators also meet to pray from 6 to 6.30 p.m. All right, school of prayer. Yeah, oh, school of prayer. Yes, it is, it is coming on here live and colored on the 6th of March. Hallelujah. All right, exactly at 9.30 a.m. All right, you invite all your friends and your colleagues and you yourself don't miss out. Amen. Isaiah 40, 21 to 31. That is the key scripture that we are using to, uh, the theme for the, for the day we are praying with. And so, invite your friends. Make sure that you are also here yourself. Amen. Amen. All right. I'll call on Uncle Biju to take us through the next session. Oh, let's give him a hand as he comes up. <laughs> do it better, do it better, do it better. I want, I want to encourage all of you, please don't miss the prayer meeting on Wednesday. Okay, unfortunately, I will not be here. I really, the thing that hits me, but I want to encourage all of you. See, some of you, when we 
make some announcements. You don't take it serious. You shout, you do all kinds of But when it is, can you just show up? There are a series of things that we are doing in Teen Chapel. And um, I'll tell the first service people, those who came for the first service, that I had a dream at dawn this morning. I didn't understand it. It was quite a complicated dream. And then during the time of praise and worship, see, praise and worship, some of you don't praise, some of you, some of you are watched to throw out. You were just kind of at one place. Some of you are just looking around. Okay. But during the time of uh, praise and worship in the first service, God gave me the interpretation to that dream. Uh, I wish I could talk about the dream and give the interpretation. But not yet. No, 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 no. Not, not today. But basically, what the Lord was showing me is that he's about doing something new. And it's going to be very, very dramatic. If you remember last year, at the end, towards the end of the year, at the beginning of the year, I said something similar. If you remember, it's going to be so dramatic and it will beautify you. And the beautification is not for you to remain where you are. But he will beautify you and will transport you. And in the whole process, people will gaze and wonder and they will follow you and to give you an opportunity to talk about Jesus. I know some of you are just looking at me and saying, what is he talking about? Sometimes when you read the Bible, that's how it is. You read it and say, ah, what, is this, what kind of revelation does this person get? What is he talking about? I only want to encourage you to follow the instructions that we give you. When we ask you to do something, even if you don't understand, just respect us and obey. At the right time, you begin to understand why some of those instructions. Last year, during our graduation, our brother Pete shared with us about spiritual instructions. And I want to tell you something little about spiritual instructions. And then I'll give some instructions. And please, just obey the instructions. Okay. You see, when you are a leader, God takes you ahead of the group. He always does. Because he has to show you the end of where he's taking the group. And then he'll bring you back and walk you with the group through a process. And those who are willing to follow the leader, you'll get to where he's taking you. Unfortunately, unfortunately some of you, you will die in the desert because you don't believe the leader. Or you chose to disobey the leader. Or you chose to give up. May you not give up. Yeah. But something happened to a man in Acts chapter 9. A man who used to be called Saul, who later became Paul. He was so aggressive and passionate about the things that he believed. And he felt that the Christians were going the opposite way. So he went to authorities, got letters of authority to clear those guys that he thought they were going off. And the Bible says that as he was moving along, suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. 
May the light from heaven shine around us today. I was discussing with Uncle Bethmond during the week. You see, some of us, we wait uh, for August, for camp, before we start seeking encounters with God. Is God only the God of August? He's the God of the now. And if you choose today, you can have a certain camp, in quotes, experience today, right in this. Even as I'm talking to you, if you choose. But the Bible says that a light shone from heaven and it, 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 was, it struck Saul down. Then Saul was shocked, surprised, confused. Then he asked, ah, what is going on? And then the Bible says he heard the voice of God. And the voice told him clearly, Look, you cannot go ahead this way. You cannot fight against me and stand. So Saul asked, but who are you? Incidentally, he added, Lord, who are you? And then Jesus spoke with him and gave him some very simple instructions. In fact, if you understand Saul the way he was at that time, those instructions didn't make sense. said, arise, get up, go to the city, then you'll be too hot to do. See, sometimes we hear these stories, and it doesn't, it's like some Sunday school story that we are, re, we are reliving. Why on earth did God not tell Saul clearly, in very vivid detail, after such a dramatic encounter, why didn't God give Saul all the instructions? And tell him the very end of the story. So that Saul will believe and then follow wholeheartedly. When God wants to take us to another place, he wants to do something new in our lives. He doesn't tell us everything at once. He often will lead us to somebody who will give us some instructions and some more instructions and some more instructions. And you, you may think that it's just your teacher, or just your father, or your mother, or just a senior in school, or a facilitator, but I tell you it is God that is taking you through a progressive process. And then at the same time, God showed another Christian a vision. A man called Ananias. He Heard, when he heard the voice of God, he knew it was God. He had been walking with God for a while. So he knew the voice of God. And so he began to engage God in a conversation. And God told him clearly, go to Damascus. You meet a certain man called Saul. He's praying. Go and lay hands on him. And, then, and I said, ah, God, what are you talking about? Do you know what you are talking about? Do you know that man called Saul? And that is the way sometimes we behave. When God is giving us instructions, or when he's beginning to show us some things, we have programmed how things should be, and we tell God, God, we don't, this one I don't understand. Or, God, you don't know. I don't know why this illustration just 
When my daughter was in uh, senior high school, she was struggling with chemistry. So I told her I would teach her chemistry. So, ah, daddy, are you a chemistry teacher? That is the way we sometimes behave. And I then started challenging God. God, do you know the song you are talking about? I have heard plenty of people say, he is doing this. Look, stop listening to people. Keep your ears open to the Holy Spirit. I'm not preaching, okay? I'll come to make an announcement. <laughs> God has showed me some things. I don't want to get too spiritual about it, so let's get down to earth about it. And so we are going to be doing some things. And some of the things you are going to be doing, we'll just be chatting, we'll be talking with you. Okay? And we expect you to talk to us. Last week, some of you were not here, but last week we gave some instructions. We did a simple survey, and I want to show you the results of this. Can you give me the next slide, please? Last week, we were about 270 people who were in church for both services. And uh, if you take away the facilitators and uh, our, our, our guests, we had 238, 39 of us in church. And then we gave you, we asked you to fill up some simple information for us. Surprisingly, out of the 239 people, only 142 filled the forms. So where are the 100? They chose to disobey. This morning, please change your mind and don't, diso don't disobey. So those of you who were not here last week, or those of you who joined the disobedient crowd, we are going to give you some sheets, and please fill out the sheet. Everybody, nobody should refuse to fill out the sheet. We want to find out some things about you, and then we want to engage you, and then we'll talk. So I will know how we can lead you the way God wants us to lead you to the next level. Okay, will you do that? Some of you don't want to talk to us. Or you don't want to talk to us. <laughs> Last week, when we filled the form, out of the 142, three of them said they don't want to talk to any facilitator. And maybe you are like that. You don't want to talk to any facilitator. It's all right. God knows. But you need a facilitator who will give you instructions and tell you what to do next. Look, God has given us some wisdom. Some wisdom that you, have, you don't have any idea. And you need us. We'll just give you the next instruction. And then when you take it, you begin to understand some of the new things that God is doing. This morning, after the first service, some people wanted to see me. And then they realized that there are so many people around me. And then one of them said, ah, now you're not having time for me. Then another one said, now your children are too plenty. And so, oh yes, more are coming. <laughs> and then another one was complaining some way. I said, ah, but you brought me the friends. You are giving me more friends. <laughs> but I can tell you, some of those who were talking with me, they never wanted to talk with me. Some of you, you are looking at me. You, you 
the facilitators, when you see us coming this way, you pass this way. Is this, is this the truth I'm talking? Some of you, you only listen to us because you are seated and then we are preaching to you. Immediately preaching, even when the facilitator leading tells you to go around, suppose you don't want to go there, the facilitator, you only go to your friends. But you will lead us. Okay. So please, when the, if, you, if you know you were not here last week or you didn't fill the, the form last week or whatever, please lift your hand. The ashes will give you a, a slip and please fill out the details for me. Next slide, please. And I want the following, if you are here, please see Auntie Jifa right now. Michelle, Madame, Doris Amati, John Orisa, Dokasika, Iramako, Kraft, Maunyo Gaba, Janet Ahiakonu, Same Agliko, Quincy Kofi, and Dela Kwame Malcolm. If you are here, please see Auntie Jifa at the information desk right now. If you are here, please see. You are here last week, you filled the form. There are some challenges with your forms you want to sort out. So please see Auntie Jifa right now. Next slide, please. When you are filling the forms, some of us in school, listen to me. Some of us in school, don't fill the forms yet. Listen. If you haven't received one, you need one, please lift your hand so the ushers can see you. Some of us in school, we fill some exams. Or some of us will go to senior high school very soon there. Some of us will miss our first choice school. Because we don't fill forms properly. So listen very carefully. When you are filling your name, in fact, from now on, you'll be filling a lot of forms, either online or hard copy. And one of the fundamental things to be asked is your name. Whenever you are asked your name, we expect you to write your full name. Don't write a queer answer. Who is a queer answer? There are plenty of queer answers. You want to identify which particular queer answer. So, that's why we call it a family name or your surname. And in some forms, we'll put the surname first, write your surname or your family name first. Or sometimes they say write it in capital letters. So never write your name without adding your family name. Okay. And you can write all the other names you have. And please write, anytime we ask you to fill a form, write all your names. Today you are Kweku, Kweku Do. Next time you are Kweku uh, Michael Do. Another time, you are a uh, guy do. I mean, which is which? The computer identifies all these names as different people. Okay, so when you fill a name, uh, any form, write your, all your names and then write your surname very clearly. If you know your handwriting is not good, please write it in capital letters. This week, this week, plenty of you gave me headache. Too much headache. Okay, and I'm going to pass on some of the he headache to the facilitators. So don't give the facilitators headache. Me, I can take your headache, but they, they cannot handle all the headache. So don't give them headache. Write your age and also your date of birth. And in writing your date of birth, please write um, the month in words. So if you're 1st January 19, write 1 J-A-N for January and then 19. Don't write 1 1 19 because some people write the month first and then the date second and mix it up. Okay. And give us your telephone number if you have one. If you don't have a telephone number but there's any telephone by which we can reach you, um, give us that number and write the person whose phone it is. If it's your mom, if it's your friend, if it's your grandpa, whoever's phone it is, please write the details there so we can know. And then the next three questions. Tell us if you have spoken with any facilitator before in detail about yourself. 
write your name, write the name of the facilitator there. And now, question six. Everybody, please try and write something there. Which facilitator do you want to talk with? And we are not talking of talking. Uh, how are you? I'm fine. No, 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 you are talking about ourselves. They will tell you about themselves, and you also tell them about yourself. It takes time, but we will get there. Okay. Don't say that. Uh, I don't see how I can talk to Auntie Frida. Oh, you can. Okay. We learn gradually. We will get there. Okay. And then lastly, which social media platforms are you active on? All the social media platforms that you're acting on, active on, please write them out for us. Okay. And then when we take the offering, drop the forms in the basket. So please quickly complete this for us. I want to remind you again about spiritual instructions. And we'll be giving a lot of spiritual instructions. According to my first instruction, I don't know why I forgot to emphasize in the first service. Don't miss the prayer meeting. If it's going to be a marathon prayer meeting, it's actually two prayer meetings combined into one. Um, so those of you who have time or those of you who can make it and come earlier, please come, don't worry. Come early. Those of you who can come earlier. There's another prayer meeting starting at 6 a.m. from this place. Pray from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. If you have time, you can make it. Come and join that and start the first relay. Then at 9.30 Teen Chapel will continue. And then after those who have stamina and kappa and permission from home, you can continue on. But we look, this, these prayer meetings are not ordinary prayer meetings. Especially those of you who are in school, you have, you have missed out on a lot of things. So. so come and catch up very quickly. Okay? But the thing about spiritual instructions, when, I, when you go home, go and read Deuteronomy chapter 28 again. God was talking about blessings. And it starts by saying, if you would diligently hearken, some of you are chatting. Because I'm not preaching, so you're not listening. Because I say I'm chatting, so you are chatting. It starts by saying, if you would diligently hearken unto my voice and obey me. Why didn't God just say, if you obey my voice? If you diligently, passionately, in a determined manner, like Uncle Bertrand told us, no, you, you are very intentional. You, you pay attention to the voice and obey. It's all right. I don't want to continue. So if you are finished filling the force, please drop it in the offering basket. And be passionate about God. Hallelujah. Let's be frank with you. Hallelujah. Today is Tight Sunday, and we'll be taking our offering and our tithes as well. So let's hold in ourselves in readiness for, for that. Um, I want us to quickly turn our Bibles to Psalm 119, verse 97. And it reads, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies 
I my meditation. I want us to dwell on the 98. You through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. Amen. And so, as you are bringing your offering, I want you to pray this prayer that the Lord will cause you to be indeed wiser than your enemies by giving you the strength and the grace to dwell on His word and to obey His commandments. Amen. Shall we invite the choir to come up stage and bless us with a song as we take our offering? Oh, let's give it up for them. Continue clapping till they get here. Don't stop.
You've done so much for me, I cannot tell it all. If I have ten thousand tongues, it still will be enough. Help me sing. When you heal, you heal completely. When you heal, you heal completely. Oh, more. can delay. Oh, help me say, what shall I to Jehovah? Hey, for He has done. Help me sing, what shall I render? Oh, to Jehovah. Oh, for he has done it. Oh, Nara, Nara. blessing with which you've blessed us out of this blessing oh god we've come to give to you our offering and our tithes we ask that you will bless and sanctify it cause it to prosper in the thing for which it is used and i pray oh lord god that wherever we got these monies from you will bless those places bless the work of our hands that we'll have more than enough to give anytime we are called on to we give you the praise and the glory for an answered prayer in the mighty name of jesus how we pray with thanksgiving amen Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Can you take your seats? I want you to join us sing this song 
as we prepare ourselves for the word of God that will be coming to us this morning. Amen. Amen. ICGC, 35 years of the Lord's goodness. Somebody give a glory to God. I want you to give a round. Is that all you can do for God for 35 years? Amen. I want us, though he's not here, I want us to give a round of applause and celebrate our general overseer, the visionary man of God. Some years back, he answered the call of God, and there's the fruit to show. I also want us to celebrate the father of ICGC Calvary Temple, Reverend Dr. Anthony Kujo. Charlie, we have men, we have men. I want us to celebrate the papa of Teen Chapel, too, as well. Our father, our bishop. I also want us to celebrate all the facilitators for the immense work they are doing in this place. You see, the facilitators, they are doing a good job. Well, how do I know I am a fruit of their labor? So, let's give it up to them one more time. And, and, and lastly, I want you to put your hands together for yourselves, for, for being committed church members. Amen. Amen. But this morning as we celebrate, I, I bring to you a word from God which is meant to provoke you. 
Amen. Amen. And yesterday when I was, the whole week I had my message title. The whole week. It was in my back pocket. Abounding in the work of the Lord. But I was fine-tuning the thing yesterday evening and the message title just changed. So this morning we are talking about become a fruitful Christian. Become a fruitful Christian. Colossians chapter 1. 9 and 10. It says, For this cause also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So Paul is saying that he's praying for the church in Colossus. He says that since the day we heard of your salvation, the work that God is doing in you. We are also praying. And our prayer topic is simple. That you might have the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The verse 10, please. It says, that we might walk in a manner. Verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. So he says, when I pray for you, what I want to see in your life is, one, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Two, that you will be fruitful in every good work. And three, we shall increase in the knowledge of God. Somebody say fruitfulness. See, let's go to John 15, 16. Then we'll start laying it down. Then we'll move from there. John 15, 16. Says, ye have not chosen me. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. He says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit shall abide. And whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. Father, I thank you for this morning. I pray, O oh God, that even as I bring your word to your people. You grant me utterance. Father, let your word have its way in us. Transform us, change us, renew us. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, Paul is praying for this church in Colossus. And he's saying that, I want you to have the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you might walk in a manner well-pleasing unto God, fruitful in every good work. And Jesus Christ is also saying that, you did not choose me. I have chosen you to the end that you would bear fruit and that your fruit shall abide. When we say someone or something is fruitful, number one, it means that the thing has the ability to produce after its kind. So if we say a mango tree is fruitful, all we are saying is that the mango tree has the ability or that mango tree is producing mango fruit. So it is a fruitful mango tree, right? Some mango trees are trees that only produce rubbish. They produce leaves in the house, no fruit. The annoying one is when the fruit is hanging outside of the wall. It's not in the house. So, so God is expecting us to produce after a kind. What is he expecting? Us? Says, the Bible says that when God made the earth, he says, let every tree bring forth its fruit after its own kind. The fruit that has its seed in it. So God has placed a deposit in us and he expects that deposit to yield fruit. Amen? So God expects us to be fruitful. To be fruitful also means to be profitable. Mm. 
To be fruitful means to be useful. When you make an investment, and the investment is yielding dividends, we say that's what a fruitful investment. When you have a friendship, and the friendship is bringing good things into your life, we say this is a fruitful friendship, a fruitful partnership. God too is in the business of bearing fruits. When God made man, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 29, the Bible says, and he blessed them. So he blessed them and he said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fowls of the air, over the fish of the sea, and over every living thing that creeps upon the surface of the earth. God expects us to be fruitful because he has made a deposit in you. God has made expensive deposits in us. He has bought you with the precious blood of Jesus. You think dying on the cross is easy? It is an expensive deposit. He has, he has made a deposit of the Holy Spirit in us. And God is expecting us to bear fruit. You see, one of the things I love about the Bible is that God doesn't leave things open to our own interpretation. And he doesn't leave our understanding of things to chance. So he, he shows us how it, what it means to love him. If you love me, obey my commandment. He didn't say, if you love me, come and sing. He, he didn't leave it to your own uh, interpretation of things. So in John chapter 15, verse 8, he also says, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So your fruit bearing is tied to the revelation of God's glory. That is why he doesn't play with fruit bearing. Because he has said in his word that I will share my glory with no man. So if, if you are not bearing fruit, you are hindering. You see, you are, you are, what you are telling the world is that I am in God. But there is also no fruit to show that you are in God. So you are a poor reflection of God's image. I hope you are getting it. So you have become a poor reflection of God's image and God is a fruitful God. You are an unfruitful branch. You must be cut off. Amen. Amen. So God expects us to be fruitful. I want us to touch on three areas. Then we'll, we'll pray. Three areas where God expects you to be fruitful. Number one, in our walk with him. In our walk with God. God expects fruits in our, in our life. Since the day you said you got born again, there, is, there has been no change. When we sing this song, great change since I met God, it doesn't apply to you. Because when you, when you were in the world, you were a liar, pathological liar. You got born again, you are telling lies with more ferocity. In intense lies, you can tell lies that can beat a lie detectors. There is no change in your life. You were stealing, you are stealing. You were, you were, you were press first, you were pressing girls' bottles. Now you are even fornicating. Eh? But there is no fruit to show. Zacchaeus encountered Jesus. He met Jesus. And everybody in the city knew that Zacchaeus has changed. That is why your parents can say, we will not let you go for a meeting because we can't see any change in your life. It is because you are not bearing fruit. Yeah. 
you are, you, you, you are shaming God. God expects us to bear fruit. In 2 Peter chapter 1, the Bible tells us, I'm paraphrasing, 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 1 to 8, it says that, see, we have received what he, Peter calls, like precious faith. It means that when we got born again, we all received the same thing. We received the life of God, the eternal life of God. And Peter, admonishing, he says, aside this, God has also given to us great and precious promises that by them we might become partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. And he says, therefore, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. So when we get born again, there is a level at which we all are, but we must add to it. If you read the verse 8, he explains why you must add those things. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, he says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you neither be fruitful, nor that you neither be barren, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord. It means that there are some people, 13 years, 15 years of association, I'm not saying born, born, of association with the church, of association with the name of God, of, of I'm a Christian. Some of you, if we ask, how long have you been born again since I was a child? But there is no change. You are barren and unfruitful. The sin that you were in, you are still there. People see you and say, ah, you do something. When you do something, people ah, this girl cry. You are unfruitful. It says, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. There, 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 there are a lot of unfruitful Christians. We, we associate with the name of God, but we are seeking our own agenda. Look at Paul. Uncle Bijou was sharing his, his exhortation. Look at the life of Paul. When the guy got born again immediately, they sent Ananias. God has spoken to Ananias in a vision, but because of Paul's track record, Ananias was afraid. But when Paul was walking with God, with time, when Paul is walking into the city, he's entering into the city. They receive him with joy. Why? There was great change. Some of you, if you go to school, we don't care. If you come back, we don't care. Are uh, unfruitful. Hmm? Do you understand it? Uh-huh. Some of you, that's how you are. Barren. We, we must grow. Grow. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5, it says, at the time you ought to be teachers. See, at a certain point in time, God wants you to start impacting others. He says, at the time you ought to be teachers, you still have need to be taught the elementary, the rudimentary, the first principles of Christ. How long do you want us to teach you stop sinning? How long do you want us to keep reminding you? Mm. The second area God wants us to be fruitful is in soul winning as a church, as Christians. If you become a fruitful Christian, it means that you must be a soul winner. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30. The Bible says, the fruit of the righteous, the fruit of the righteous, the fruit of of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Some of us, 
from the day we met Jesus Christ, our lips have been sealed. You have not spoken, to, you have not even told somebody in a trotro before, Jesus loves you. You can, you can sit down with people and, and, and tell them why they must support Manchester United and not Chelsea. But you can't tell people why they must follow Jesus Christ. You, you, you can tell people why, why Kim Kardashian is better than Khloe Kardashian. But you can't tell... You can't, you can't tell people that Jesus loves you. Hell is not meant for you. The Bible says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. See, it says the fruit. So the fruit is a tree. It says the fruit of a righteous, it is a tree of life. And he that wins souls is wise. So God is not just expecting you to win one person. No. It says the fruit, it is a tree. That means you have won one person. And that person has the capacity to win another person. So then when we look at your fruit, we see a tree. That's what God is looking for. It says I've not called you to come and play church. I didn't call you to come and stay in Jerusalem. When Jesus called them, he said that you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, to Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. But then they started doing, building a mega church. Peter preached. Had 3,000 souls. So they were okay in Jerusalem. They had set up their headquarters. Uh, if you have a, a church membership of 3,000, it's mega church. They were okay. But at the point, see, God said, no, my people are satisfied in Jerusalem. I have souls in Samaria. There are souls in Ethiopia that must be won. So God sent forth and scattered them. When God scattered them, then Philip met the Ethiopian eunuch so that the gospel too can come to Africa. But they were sitting in Jerusalem. Some of us, we are sitting in ICGC, Calvary Temple, Tin Chapel. We have crossed our arms. We are happy. We have air conditioning. We have nice screens. We have nice uh, buildings. We are telling people, but you are not telling them that you must be saved. Eh? When was the last time you went out to go and win a soul? I'm not talking about Tuesday evangelism. I'm talking about you personally. Wake up, carry your Bible, walk into the street and say, I'm going to win a soul for Jesus today. When Jesus arose from the dead, he says, all power has been given unto me. Go ye therefore, preach the gospel to all nations. But here, you are reading your Bible, you've got revelation. I'm praying for the day that Uncle Bijou will say, which youth wants to preach? Then you come and preach on the pulpit so that we too will know that you did. You have missed it. You have missed it. You have missed it. There are souls. There are souls that need to be won. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 5 that hell has enlarged her mouth. Hell has enlarged her mouth. In Luke chapter 16, when the rich man was talking to Lazarus, he says, let them send somebody from heaven. Jesus, the, Father Abraham told the rich man in hell that, see, they have the prophets. They have the people who are telling them that, see, they have you. Tin chapel members are there. They must go and preach. Nobody's going to leave heaven to bring the gospel. Jesus he has died and gone. He has left it for us. Jesus said, I will build my church. The church is not built with cement. Churches, churches, the church of God is built with souls. You, you believe in what you believe in. You believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. 
You believe that Jesus is the only way to the Father, then you're a wicked man for not preaching. Because you're looking at people going to hell. And you're looking on. Because you're comfortable, you come to church. Then Jesus is looking at his church and says, this is not what I started. I said, let us bear fruit. He's looking at you. He says, where are your fruits? Where are your fruits? Paul could boldly write to the church in in, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. He says, if not anything, you are the proof of my apostleship. Where is the proof of your fruitfulness? Hmm? You're quiet. I understand. When was the last time? You should, you, should, you should personally set a goal, a soul-winning agenda for yourself. One day, one soul, one soul project. When you leave the house, before evening, you are spoken to one person about Jesus Christ. But you now, because you know your life is not bearing fruit, you cannot go and win. Because what, what is the evidence of change in your life? That you are, you are going to use to, Uncle Ben, I don't know the Bible like you know. See, go and tell the person, Jesus loves you. Then you hold the person's hand. Maybe I do not know everything, but I can show you someone who can give you the gospel. It's all part. Some of you, even inviting somebody to church, you have not done some before. Friends Sunday, let's invite one another to church. You can't invite anybody because you know if you tell somebody you go to church, you yourself, you become suspect. So winning. We are complaining as Christians and the world is becoming depraved and the world is becoming wicked. Eh? Things are changing. Now everybody is bad. Do you know what Jesus described as that condition? He says when you see it like that, it means the harvest is ripe. When you see that people are sinning, Jesus says the harvest is ripe. When you see that people are, are deeper and deeper in sin, he says the harvest is ripe. But you know what he says? He says the laborers are few. We have a church, big church, but the laborers are few. When we start counting those who go to evangelism, the laborers are few. When we say we are about to have dinner, the church will be full. When we say we are going to the beach, the church will be full. We say we are doing games, football, video games, the church will be full. When we say there's kenke party, the church will be full. When we say they are taking us to a restaurant, the church will be full. We say, yes, now the church is catching a revelation. Now they are using the money of God rightly. But he says, the laborers are few. When it comes to winning souls, the laborers are few. Today, God is asking you to become a fruitful Christian. Become fruitful in your soul winning life. Set a personal goal for yourself. Every year, I'm at at least 30 disciples. I'm not talking about tech disciples. Those that when you leave them there today can go and win. So that when you are going to heaven, you have about a legion of souls. Your souls to have souls following. Their souls to have souls following. Then you enter. This is the, 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 the spiritual family tree of Alexander Nimoy. The, the The third place God wants us to be fruitful is in our work in his house. Yeah, today I'm giving you points, but if you want the expanded version, come for Monday meeting. Small adverts for Monday meeting. In 
his work in his house. First Corinthians 1558. He says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You see, when you are reading, this is English comprehension. When you are reading a text, or you are reading an essay, and somebody says, therefore, it means that what is about to continue is predicated on what he has already said. I hope you are getting me. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the preceding verses, Paul takes his time to talk about the fact that Jesus Christ came to die for our sins according to the scriptures. Number one, he preaches about our salvation. Then he goes on to blast some people who are saying that the resurrection will not happen. Then he says, how are you saying that we will not be resurrected? So he spends time to give an exhortation of the resurrection from the dead. And how that Jesus Christ will raise us from the dead. And he talks about the fact that we'll be raised up in class Jesus, the first fruit. And after that, we who are alive in him. Then he goes on to talk about how our enemy, which is death, will be defeated. And that the sting of death is sin. So he takes his time and he talks about how that we will have victory in the Lord. So he says, based on these things, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He says, because Jesus is coming again, because we are going to have victory, because we will be raised in a glorified body, you must be always abounding in the work of God. See, when there, a king or a leader is undertaking a project and you are a follower that claims to have bought into that vision, but you are not abounding in the work that leads to the fulfillment of that vision, you are an unfruitful citizen, you are an unfruitful leader. So if the president has said that he wants to make Accra the cleaner city and you sit in a trotro and you throw water out of the window, you are an unprofitable citizen. So if Jesus has, has set up his church and we are working in the house of God, you say you are an ICGC member, you are a teen chapel member, but you have not joined the department, you are an unfruitful member. You are an unfruitful Christian. Just always abounding in the work of the Lord. Number one, he says, be steadfast. See, it is old English. When ships were on the sea, they have something they call the stead. The stead controls the rudder, and the, that is what gives a direction. So when they were in times of storm, the, the, the rudder is being tossed by the waves, and the, that means the stead is, so if we can keep the stead in one, one position, it means that we are maintaining our direction. He says that be steadfast, maintain your direction. Be unmovable. Some of you, when you got born again, yes, you were active in God's house. But now, because you started going to school, you prayed to God, you got a university. You prayed to God, you got a secondary school. You prayed to God, you got a wife. You prayed to God, you got a job. Now, you have become unsteadfast. You have become movable. Just be steadfast. Let nothing move you. Don't let hardship move you. Don't let prosperity move you. Don't let good things move you. The devil is in the, is in the, is in the business of sidetracking the church in this day and age with good things. Just be steadfast. 
be unmovable. It says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. How are you abounding in God's work? Some of you, we are, we are, we are dwindling. We are diminishing. No, that is not fruitfulness. It says, always abound. Hmm? Always abound. If at first you were cleaning one chair, now you should be a one-man assuring army. You can come. You, if nobody, they said, ah, is the church for your father. You tell you, you don't know. He is my heavenly father. And I was telling the intercessor on Monday when I was on campus, they made me double uh, portion uh, conference planning committee head. On the day of the conference, everybody disappeared. Church workers, ashes, nobody, everybody's giving me excuses. And hey, you know I have missed them. You know I have this. Yeah, I left everything I was doing. About 300 chairs. I arranged all the chairs. Set up a scaffold. Climb. Put on the lights. Became electrician. We were ashes. Electrician went to join the sound team. Set up the sound. Always abounded in the work of the Lord. Some of you start small. Watch it. Some of you go to the university. You forget God. It's always abound. Serve God in your youth. Serve him when you are old. When you are old and gray, you are growing old like Uncle Bijou. Still be active and serve God. Ask, ask Uncle Joshua. Today we have fixed speakers here. Some years back, Sunday morning, we go down, carry, bring it up. After Sunday in our church shutter, we carry them down again. Come to church. Today we have towels. We have nice ceiling. It was dusty. We we'll clean, make sure the place is good. Friday all night, you come. Today, you are sitting in air condition. We, we enjoy with the mosquitoes. Always abounding. <laughs> Always abounding in the work of the Lord. You, you have a church workers meeting, cry, you get aces, and you will not come and serve God. God forgive you. Always abounding. You, want us, you, you have a good voice, but you want us to beg you before you sing. Shame on you. But, but if, it's, if it's entertainment, you go and mount stage, all my single ladies, all my... Come and, come and dance for, Lord, for, the, for the Lord. You will not come and dance. Church, school entertainment, they are giving your, your staff, giving Guara, Al-Qaeda. Father, Lord, forgive us. God wants us to be fruitful in his work. See, being unfruitful is a dangerous venture. In Mark chapter 11, the Bible says that Jesus was walking. And he came. The Bible says Jesus was hungry. He was hungry. See, if, if God expects us to bear fruit, it means that there will come a time where he will be hungry. He's coming to take fruit from you. The Bible says Jesus was hungry. And he came to this tree. The tree had a lot of a lot of leaves so that perchance he might get something on the tree. When he came, he did not find any, any fruit on the tree. And, about, and Jesus said to the tree, do you know what it meant? It means that you, the, the trees, the trees on uh, barrenness and the trees on fruitfulness was a statement to Jesus. So Jesus replied to the tree. And Jesus, you see, and Jesus answered and said unto it. The tree had not said anything, oh, but when he walked up to it and it was unfruitful, that was all Jesus had to hear from the tree. And Jesus answered and said unto the tree, No man eats fruit of thee hereafter forever. 
and his disciples had it. Then the Bible says, when they went and they were coming the next day, when they came, the tree had withered from the roots. See, some of us, we are like this fig tree. We have plenty leaves. You see, when a fig tree has plenty leaves, it means it is about to bear fruit. And the, 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 the sign that it's about to bear fruit is that there are small, small figs in it. Even though the time of, of bearing fruit has not come. You know how before the mango season comes, you see some small, small mango bunu. Aha, uh-huh, that is how it, when it came to, there was no mango bunu. So he says, no man eat of thee again. See, I beg you. This is, this is, this is loving Jesus. This is gentle Jesus, meek and mild. This is Jesus, the good shepherd. But he looked at this unbarren tree. He looked at this barren tree. He looked at this unfruitful tree. He says, no man eat of thee again. He says, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. If any man bear much fruit, my father will come and prune him, and he shall bear much more fruit. But he says, if any branch is in me, and does not bear fruit, he shall be cut off and thrown into the fire. Hey, somebody, let's bear fruit. It's dangerous to to be in Christ and not bear fruit. He's calling us to fruitfulness. Today, I came to provoke you to become a fruitful Christian. Let's rise to our feet and pray. Kapali Bratalabaha. Oh Lord, set my heart on fire for you. For you. Oh Lord, set my life in order for you. For The Bible says in Isaiah 32, it says, Until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. What God is saying is that today you might you might be like a wilderness, a dry place, a place that is barren, a place that has no fruit. 
But it says the wilderness has in it the capacity, the ability to become a fruitful field. And the fruitful field for those of you that have started bearing fruit. He says, and the fruitful field also has in it the capacity to be counted for a forest. But he says, until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high. I want us to lift our voice and pray. We are saying, the Father, pour on us your Spirit. Pour on us your Spirit from on high. I'm tired of the dryness. I'm tired of the barrenness. I'm tired of the unfruitfulness. Pour out your spirit from on high. Pour out your spirit upon us. I want you to lift up your voice and pray. Father, from the day I got born again, there has been no fruit in my life. From the day I got born again, I've not been able to speak to anyone about the kingdom. I have no souls on my account. Since I got born again, I don't work in your house. I've not been active. I'm a dry wilderness. I'm an unfruitful place. But you are said in your word until the spirit be poured on us. Father, pour your spirit on us. Cause me to be a fruitful place. Cause me to be a fruitful filter. For until the Spirit be poured on us, until the Spirit be poured on us, until, until, until the Spirit be poured on us from on high.
Until, until the spirit be pardon us. You just felt something, something heavy on your back. Makoski adanta, rabade kapalabadi anta, lepe dididi kaluski ata, rabadi anta. For some of you, you felt it like a cold sensation all around your back. Auntie Harry, I want to pray for you. It's 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 a, it's a sign that God showed me about what He's about to do in your life. Kepel ebriata. There are three more people, three more people. Pali Sotariada, Rapande, Benemekoski, Adazanda, Benemeliata. I want to know your heart. Jesus rode into Jerusalem. You are going to carry his presence. And, and, and the, the, the same way people lay down their cloths, they lay down their palm branches for the donkey which was carrying Christ. He said that he's going to glorify your life because you will carry his presence. 
Father invade us Father invade us we surrender to you, Spirit of the Living God. We surrender to you, O God. La tada bakelebediata, rapata palabadabaha. Invade me, invade me. Every aspect of my life is open to you, Father. I hold nothing back. Invade me, rush me, rush me. Matelebe koshata, la koshada brata. Heko Shadabrata, Lakende Reke Televediata, Ratatali Valosa Teliakata, Latalabadikata, Father Rashmi, Rashmi, Invade me, Rakatulia Say. Father, 
inside of them and, and their outer covering broke off and, and the real person which is the same human being came out as a giant and, and I, it was like it was like a tree that was now coming forth springing forth suddenly God said he's going to raise these ones as oaks of righteousness that, that when people are looking for an example in this generation you look at them and, and I'm praying, we are praying in extension for Teen Chapel, that we are going to be the plantings of the Lord. We are going to be oaks of righteousness. That when people are looking for God in this generation, when they see us, they will encounter God. I want us to stretch for our hands towards them. 
We are using them as a point of contact. We are praying for Teen Chapel. That God will establish this word. That He will establish this word. That He will raise them and He will raise us as oaks of righteousness. Mande rika suta libra ata leke televedi koskia da sata rapanda rabakoska telia saya. God says I should tell you four. That one thing you have in common is that you do not view yourselves as what He wants to do with you, but He says. He does the impossible. He does the impossible. He is the God that specializes in the impossible. You guys seem to downgrade yourself, but God is saying that He's going to raise you up as beacons and lights of righteousness to our generation. Mate Kalusata Ikapa Rabade Kosa Lete Ikanda Rikri Asuta Libra Apa Laka Sadaba Leko Shadabadi Kalesata Lepedi Kosadabra Ata Lekedi Palisata Libra Apa Lekedi Palo Shadabaha Yet once again my glory shall be revealed in this place I shall raise up a lighthouse and a beacon of hope. A lighthouse and a beacon of hope. Ah, the remnant shall not be utterly cut off. Fire. I will fire. 
there is going to be an outbreak of the spirit. One of the things I see God releasing is speed. Speed. The, the, the ability to do what it will take people years to do. We are going to do it in the shortest possible time. And I want each and every one of us to begin to speak in tongues right now. We are praying. Kalaba sota libra palabadi. Kalabade korobobowska valabra ata. Lika shadabra ata libra palabadi ata. Leko shadabra antalabadi ata. There are going to be fruits and results in your life. People would say that you are so young. How have you been able to do this? It is a grace for speed. Makatilili atalia badeata. Leko shanda ratalabade. Ratatalia shandata. Rapantalia bade paloskiata. Latanama shandata. Rapantalabade paloskiata. Lepelebelebre ikalabadeanta. Latanda rakasenda vene. Me copa ratalabade palisate la ta 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 rapanta ikolobos cafe let talabadi atalabra anta let talabadi atali brabantalavaliata la panda venemesota ah yes lord yes lord let koshadabaha let talabadi atali akapa rantalea da rabantaliosha yatalia Zanda Talio Sadabaha, Leko Shadabaha, Mantelebelebre Ampalio Sadabaha, La Telebedi Antalabarabos, La Telebelebre and Telebeliata, Ah, the upper of the spirit, a spirit for speed, the spirit for acceleration, Matelebebri Ataliosa, Yakatalia Dabarabadiata, accelerated growth, accelerated fruitfulness. Miko Shadabri Atalios, Lecatelia Sadabriapa, La Talabarabantalia Zaya, Lecatelia da 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 Baha, Matelebelebriapa, Liko Sadabra Talios, La Talabra Antalios, Yatalia Daba, Rapele Casuta. I want every hand lifted up. I just saw a wave, a wave rushing over every one of us. It's coming from the back. Father, we are ready. We are yielded. Kabadu Shadabaha, it is a wave of the spirit. Palus Kiata, Labra Anta, Lika Labra Anta, Leveti Zadadabaha, from the back one. Kati Satabra Ata, Rababos Kiata, Lepelebelebre Antalia Dabrantalia da Zandabalabra Anta. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, we are yielded too. Lika Sadabra, Ikalabra Anta is coming from the back. Liko Shadadabra Antalia Zandaba, Rababranta. Three, I see the spirit of God moving. It's it's flooding us. It's rushing us in the name of Jesus. Lako shadabra anta 
there is a handing over there is a handing over of caring I want everyone to lift up your hands there is a handing over in the spirit yes Lord we are yielded Lord we are ready Lord Kapalia Sotaha. Oh yes, Lord. Kapalio Sema. Raketele Bediatosa. We are yielded, Lord.
the new covenant in my blood. It says, do this as often in remembrance of me. Today, even as we partake of the Lord's table and we take his body, his body that was broken for our sicknesses, his body that was broken, broken for our weaknesses, our infirmities. His, his body that was broken that we may have life. The Bible says, except a grain of wheat falls into the ground and it dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. This body was broken so that we can bear much fruit. This day, as we partake of this body, may anything that holds us back from bearing fruit, from walking in righteousness, from living for God, may it be nailed to the cross. As we partake of his blood, his blood which represents his life, the blood which represents his identity, as we partake of this blood, may the nature of Jesus be hardwired in us. As he was zealous for the work of the Father, may we be zealous for his work. Said, my meat is to do the will of he that sent me and to finish it. As we partake of the Lord's table, may that nature be ingrained in us. Father, we pray that you do with us as you will, even as we come to your table. Take away our weaknesses. Take away our infirmities. And give us your very own nature. In the name of Jesus. And the elements go around. Precious Holy Spirit. Those that are on the ground, don't be in a hurry to lift them. In this room, we are in an incubator. God is brooding over us. There is something that is happening in this room. You don't need to fall down. Standing here before you. Father, Son, you are blue. 
Holy Ghost, you are brooding over Holy Ghost, you are causing You are causing light to shine from
Add a shout of praise. Come on, lift your voice and give God a shout of praise. He deserves it. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. Amen. Shall we kindly take our seats? We invite our sister Belinda to come and give us a solo as we take our Cornelius offering. Let's give it up for her. Oh, you can do better than this. Cornelius Offering, please. Let the baskets go around.
Hallelujah. Shall we rise to our feet as we bring the service to a close? Shall we rise to our feet? Um, all facilitators, please be notified that we'll be meeting Uncle Bijou shortly for a short meeting right after church. So all facilitators, kindly note, we'll meet with Uncle Bijou after service for a short meeting. All right, shall we pray and commit ourselves into God's hands to, for this week? We're asking that God's grace and his guidance shall be with us. He will direct our path. In all that we do, ask that whatever word you've heard today, you shall apply it in your life. God should help you and cause you to become fruitful, a fruitful Christian, one that bears fruit that remains in the name of Jesus. We don't want to be the, 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 the vine that is cut off, the branch that is cut off from the vine, but you want the Lord to prune you and cause you to bear much fruit in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us today, for the many blessings with which you've blessed us, O oh Lord God. We ask, O oh Lord, that you be with us throughout this week. Help us, O oh Lord God, to bear fruit, O oh Lord, that will be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, that we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we share the words of the grace? In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Have a wonderful week.